Hey, Jason, how you doing today? I'm excellent. I'm glad to see you. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. So today we're going to talk about um, how to recruit reps faster, uh, easier in a talent shortage, a crazy talent shortage. So I've been talking to a lot of customers right now. This is kind of the challenges I'm seeing. Um, we work in obviously in the, in the direct sales space, in the opportunity-based space where we've got a lot of independent contractors. And we are not in the same recruiting uh, landscape that we were, say, like during when the pandemic hit. Um, from the customers, this might not be for every customer, from the customers I, we've worked with, uh, when, uh, when businesses start to hire a lot, like traditional businesses, traditional, not that you know our customers aren't traditional, but traditional uh, safe roles start to hire uh, in entry level more, it becomes more difficult to recruit uh, people into an opportunity-based um, you know, sales position, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're seeing that even more right now because we've got this kind of slide up, right? So the great resignation, all of these people kind of leaving at the middle level or higher middle upper level, um, bringing the bottom up, right? Leaving a lot of opportunity for, uh, for promotion, you know, into this, you know, the, the entry level roles. And frankly, they're just harder to recruit against, right? Because they're traditional hourly, um, roles. Now you could argue like, okay, well, we don't want those, the people that go for traditional, we want for people that, that, um, that go for sales, you know, that go for yeah. um, opportunities. Yeah. But that frankly, I mean, I don't think a lot of people that our customers recruit think that way first. Yeah. Like they're just going to go in and be like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to own my own, you know, destiny and I'm going to kill it. They don't always think that way when they're thinking like they're looking for work. Right. Yeah. And then correct. only when they get exposed to the, the, the environment or exposed to the, to the opportunity and see the potential, do they really go, okay, this is the thing for me versus getting a traditional role. So, um, yeah, it's just challenging right now. But opportunity-wise, uh, we kind of get like a front row seat to seeing how recruiting goes at a pretty big like macro scale. So um, the numbers are a little crazy in terms of the the the, uh, the amount of people because we're we're not working with people that are recruiting three or four people into big roles in a year. We're working with yeah. people that are um, recruiting uh, tons and tons and tons of reps, right? So you said you were going to talk about some numbers there. Yeah, that, that I looked had, one up. Research I looked one up. Just in the last thirty days, uh, we've there are one of our customers like sixty-two thousand people um, set for interview. Right? Wow, 60, that's a lot. That's a lot of people set for interview. Yeah. But we get to see the ebb and flow of like how this looks, and and the numbers are totally like pretty different compared to right when the pandemic hit where everybody had like a hiring freeze everybody was home yeah it was perfect yeah. for service-based sales right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you know home-based um service sales or product sales um and a lot of people were looking for work especially remote work right or work yeah. that was around you know flexible hours so we get this opportunity to see what's working so we we're seeing how some of the companies with really high level recruiters are kind of shifting, changing how they recruit um, mm -hmm. to make up for these changes, right? For sure. So we kind of put together a framework. Um, you know, we were discussing a little bit of the framework, um, but some some things to think about when uh, building the machine, building the machine to recruit. You've got to dial this in and make it really tight. Um, so that you can compete with everybody else that's making changes right now. So um, 
as we discuss the framework, I'll, I'll just bullet point it out for our listeners. And, and if one of these things hits you, then you can jump to the chapter because we have the timestamps marked. But uh, to bullet point, then we're discussing uh, no-think referrals. You're going to elaborate on that. You're also going to talk about building the funnel. What, what do you mean when you talk about building the funnel? Um, adaptive recruiting, which is important because it's not a one-size-fits-all um, and then I know that we have an, another one. We're going to discuss metrics and how that looks for managers, companies, knowing the pipeline. Uh, let's get started with number one, which is that that no-think referrals. Um, I love the example you gave. You talked about this guy that has this book called Don't Make Me Think. And it, we're not going to talk about that exactly, but it just it piqued interest for me. Like we live in a culture where people need to be able to just they're, they're trying to get the job done. Um, and the faster they can do it, the the better off we are in a lot of senses. So yeah, so so companies that are a little bit void of some, you know, some some of this framework built in for recruiting that haven't really spent a lot of time kind of orchestrating the perfect, uh, you know, referral funnel. Okay, they tend to leave the they put the onus and the responsibility of recruiting on the individual rep who wants to build a team. And there, I call this back pressure. So as we've talked about back pressure in training before, but there's mm -hmm. back pressure in terms of growing teams because you're leaving a lot up for the rep or for the manager to make decisions on about how you how they the rep, for example, how does the rep introduce somebody to the opportunity as a referral? Right? Do you make them do it? Do you give them a? Do you even give them a script? You don't need to give them a script. You could just give them like a easy way to just plug in that person's info and shoot and yeah. that have that start some process. Right. So it should yeah. be really easy for the rep to find where to go, whether that be in their like portal or their sales tool. Uh, it should be like one or two clicks away while they're on doing the job while they're selling to be like, oh, oh, you're interested in 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 being a rep too, right? Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go uh, to the next door. I'm gonna go to this other other uh, appointment that I have. But let me get your info real quick, and that'll kick off some solution. I don't even really think. I just need to, you know, plug the info, and that's how I build my team. Okay. Yeah. Um, for sure. It should be so easy that way. Um, you know, so they shouldn't have to think where they have to go, and they shouldn't have to think about what they have to say. And if you're in like a kind of a network marketing type of thing too. Like I, if I'm showing, sharing with you a product, I really shouldn't have to be really, really good at presenting it. I should just be like, Hey, let me get you, send you a sample. I'll just plug your info in and it'll, it'll come and you'll get, it'll just happen. Right. It's yeah. It's just yeah, like yeah. set it and forget it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And that should, that should be in place. Another thing is you shouldn't make the managers think about how they take those people that the reps refer and follow up with mm -hmm. them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, the manager shouldn't have to think about, you know, what the funnel looks like and what the roles, you know, what the steps are through that, you know, the funnel, the pipeline, so to speak of the reps, they shouldn't have gotcha. the rep or the manager shouldn't have to think about how do they track who referred whom that's mm -hmm. a big one. Like the rep yeah. should just, um, share the person. And then that created the perfect down, you know, like the perfect downline of who referred whom same with the manager yeah. level. There shouldn't be any of these, like I emailed corporate to tell them that, you know, that we recruited this new person or whatever. Like that's silly. Um, yeah. it's just extra back pressure, extra, um, work that is painful administrivia that makes it so that people don't want to grow into having a bigger team. Uh, so you want to anything you can do to to remove that responsibility off the rep and let them shine in what they're good at, which is yeah. sharing their personal experience of, as being a rep and what it's meant to them and 
and how it's helped them, you know, grow personally and financially or their time or whatever, um, or their yeah. skills. And then same with the manager. The manager should be focusing on the thing, that 20% that makes them great. Talking about yeah. the opportunity, right? Um, yeah. You know, handling objections, handling emotions, you know what I mean? Uh, motivating reps, not all this other stuff. So that's really what I mean by no think referrals. Um, another thing is incentivization. Um, have you made it clear to reps why they should overcome any trepidations around like, okay, if I refer a friend, what's going to happen? Because they're incentivized to do it. Like they understand what's going to happen. Um, have you yeah. been clear with them what they gain from it? Right? Mm -hmm. uh, that could be part of your training. Like here's how the incentivize, here's how you benefit when you refer someone. Um, and have you made it clear as like how you're going to uh, uh, govern and be a good steward of that person's information, right? Yeah. Because that's a big one, for, especially for reps. Like, this is my reputation. I'm referring a friend of mine. Um, are you going to follow up? And if you follow up, how are you going to follow up? So those are all good things to manage in terms of objections. But again, it all just fun, falls under that no-think referral um, Definitely. system. Yeah. Talking about that in relationship to the building of the funnel, when you talk, when you're saying that this should include building the funnel, what do you what do you mean by that? So, um, by funnel, I'm referring to uh, again not letting like everybody has a funnel, whether it's designed or not, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there, mm -hmm. there's the funnel is really just whatever whatever is your current design in terms of how you process recruits or how you you get recruits um, to become part of or to become part of your team. It's designed whether you intentionally designed it or not. Um, yeah. But I think what I mean by funnel is actually taking the time. Like this is the reason why our podcast is called, you know, rep map the journey. Um, there's many journeys in a rep for a rep's full life cycle, but the recruiting journey is, is huge. And uh, what I'm talking about is automating a lot of things that, uh, usually you rely the manager and the rep to do. So it's kind of thing like okay. it's, it's the it's the thing that you build to make it so they don't have to think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is stuff like uh, once you collect that information from the rep, it automatically kicks off a, either a text message or an email that takes them to a page where they could watch a video about the opportunity, right? And then after that, based off of like you know that we do this in Conveyor. Okay. So a little walkthrough of how we can do um, ours is. As the rep fills out in their training portal, they're a current rep, they fill out their information or the reps in the prospects information, potential recruits information, kicks off a text message. The potential recruit clicks that link, goes right into a portal, watches a an opportunity intro video. Based uh, after that video, it asks them a poll like, mm -hmm. "What's most important to you? You know, uh, when you work or your lifestyle? Like, what what times you work? Making money, building your resume, skills." And based on how they answer, the next thing they see is doubling down on what they care about most, right? Really yeah, baiting that yeah. up. That's automation, yeah. that's funnel building. Then yeah. um, after that, we ask them, do you wanna to get to a, a meeting event, like a recruiting event, okay? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Try to book them, book them on a recruiting calendar. If they don't take action, then we're gonna follow up via text message or email. We're not requiring the manager to do that. We're having, mm -hmm. um, notice it nudges go out to that person and say, Hey, I know you, you were really looking for something that was part-time and worked into your schedule, right? Mm -hmm. We're using that primary mm -hmm. driver. Um, yeah. Now let's, uh, you know, let's drive, you know, drive home. Let's get the sale through what matters to them most. Right. And Definitely. if you, when I say get the sale, this is a, 
this is a sales and marketing funnel. This is mm-hmm. this is click funnels, this is convert kit, drip, you know, this is marketing automation, but for recruiting. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, if you don't have, if you don't know what I'm talking about in these tools, like, of course, Conveyor does this for, um, for our customers. Um, but ConvertKit's a good email marketing automation tool. Same with Drip, ActiveCampaign. Uh, there's a lot of off-the-shelf tools that you can use to build some of these tools. And then, of course, talk to your team and audit, like, what do we use in marketing? Do we already have yeah. a tool in marketing that does this? Um, yeah. And can it do the things we're trying to get done? So that's what I mean by build the funnel. The, the key to start is just whiteboard it. Whiteboard it with your, your recruiting team and be like, what's the ideal experience for, um, for our reps? And of course, we can help with that too. Back to this idea that one of our clients has 62,000 reps or re- recruits that, that are trying yeah. to move down the funnel. It's not one size fits all because most people don't have teams that size. They don't have to worry about maybe they're not worried about 62,000. Maybe they're only worrying about a thousand reps or maybe they're right. only worried about a, a, handful, a few dozen reps. So talk about the next point, which is that um, there's the adaptive recruiting because there's not one size fits all. Break yeah. that down for us. I covered it a little bit, like what I was talking about with the funnel, but um, you know, we got to Even if you have high levels of recruits, the best way to get more recruits is to treat every recruit like it's the last recruit. You know, you're going to recruit. So um, if you really honor that their experience is the only experience that matters, it's not about yeah. just about the volume, and you honor the fact that if I had to recruit the next 10 people that we had come into the funnel, how would I do it? If you, if you ask that mm-hmm. question, then you'll really get into a more empathetic, um, focus. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we've, I, we've talked about this in training where it's like, uh, if you don't, uh, this whole idea, like, Oh, if, if the barrier is not high enough and we make everything so perfect to them, then we're going to get the wrong people that like that culture of it's got to hurt to get the right people. It comes with this, it comes with this kind of like chip on the shoulder because that's your experience wasn't easy. Like your experience wasn't, wasn't, it's like we talk about how when we were kids, like things were harder and everything like that. And we want to have the same experience for our kids. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But the, it's just not the case anymore because the, there's so much more access to information for, for people looking for an opportunity. Everybody else is doing these types of things, right? Where they're tailoring, um, tailoring their messaging, uh, doing a better job of, of emphasizing what this person wants. It's, we were doing a bunch of research for, for putting this funnel together and learned a lot about what Gen Z wants, right? What like, you know, these people want, and they really want something that aligns with like how they, you know, uh, they're, how yeah, they're yeah, fulfilled, they're... right? It's not just, I want to make good money or something. For sure. we, ha- we have to honor that and you have to design things that, that are more tailored. And the other thing too, is that if you're trying to make this argument about, it's like, well, we want the barrier to be high. Well, what about the, the new company down the road that does the same thing that you do that split off oh, and is starting to do it. And they're doing a better job because they're smaller and they're nimbler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting out recruited, mm-hmm. uh, and you're getting some great talent. It's not that these people that are talented, they would be a great recruit, have other opportunities. It's not that they're yeah. a bad recruit. They just have other opportunities to go to. Right? You could also encourage people with this mindset to say, hey, maybe maybe the problem is that you don't want to you don't want to change your system. Maybe it's a barrier for you that you need to climb over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. And so this kind of like chip on their shoulder, like, you know, like private club type of thing. Like if you want it, you want it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna figure out if they don't if they're not a good fit later. 
but let that be further down in your funnel, right? Yeah. Then, you know, early on in your funnel, um, mm -hmm. because at least then you have the opportunity to explain more, okay, this is what you're actually going to be doing. And then they go, oh, okay, that's not the right thing for me. And they can leave at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, but you want to be the one who gets to decide that, not them, right? You want to get them close to being excited to it. And then, and then you have the choice of saying, actually, I don't think it's the right fit for us. Right. Not the other way yeah. around. So you, you want the, you want the barrier to not be the, the, the process. You don't want it to be all, all these little things. You want the barrier to be whether or not there's actually some production, which I know we'll talk about when we get into metrics about, yeah. you actually want people to produce and, and how can they even produce if they don't get to that point in time where they are able to produce? How do you know if you've got to produce? Yeah. Like you, I would rather have, um, I'd rather have us agree. Like if you are a potential recruit, I'd rather have us agree on, oh, okay. So what's most important to you? lifestyle benefit, you know, like, uh, let's say it's, it's pay. Like it, number one thing is I just want to make good money. I'm willing to work really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, now you're interested because I've said, well, we can handle that. We, I have addressed yeah. your desire. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to say now that we're both, now that you're excited and you're actually showing up for my, my events, right. And you're actually showing up for my middle level manage, managers over zoom mm -hmm. and you're doing this because you're, uh, we've said, yes, we can. Right. Yeah. And then say, yes, we can. If you do this, yes, we can yeah. make great money for you. If you're willing to do these things, does that sound like yeah. you? And they say, no, fine. But at least you had that opportunity. Right. Um, because there's going to be a few that say yes. Whereas if you were just like, you know what, this is who we are. This is our cookie cutter way. We, we talk about our thing, yeah. take it or leave it. This is our culture. Um, then, you never get to have the opportunity to have that further conversation. So this concept is like, oh, it's a little squishy. Like, how would I set that up? Go ask like a handful of reps, three, four, five, ten reps. What made you, what was the one thing, like the biggest thing that made you say yes to this opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And pick different types of people, not just all the high flyers, right? Because there's yeah. a little bit of a bias, like a hindsight bias. They're For sure. Because I did For this. Sure. Um, yeah. Pick the one that did, that maybe isn't with you anymore, but had a great opportunity or a great, great mm -hmm. time when he was with, mm -hmm. you know, he or she was with you and ask them, why did you say yes? And do that for a few. And you'll, they'll, you know, coalesce into a few different reasons. And you can use those as your primary drivers when, um, when figuring out your, your funnel, right? So sure. the idea is you get them to decide, uh, get them to tell you what's most important to you. And then you use that in, in, emphasize that in your follow-up communication. And the following up is via text message. Yeah, via text message or email or through, uh, you know, a, a training experience or um, even just telling what you're man telling your managers how to follow up with this person, right? In their profile gotcha. or something. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So then moving on into, from this point, metrics. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that for, for managers, for companies. Yeah. What get, what's gets measured gets managed. You know, we all know that. And, um, really it just starts with, do you have a, a, a solid pipeline, a visual mm -hmm. pipeline that everybody's working off the same pipeline. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to customers where, um, every manager, like every region manager, every division manager is working off their own, like little Excel sheet of like people that they've recruited or, you know, potentially recruited, um, one thing to have like, oh, well, we have a big list of everybody recruited, but there's the whole other list of potential candidates that they have. 
And then they're all working different systems for that. And you have no idea, right? How many candidates you even have in the pipeline, right? And, and which regions are doing well. Wouldn't it be great to be able to see, okay, this division's doing well. This one's really hurting, you know, in terms of the number of candidates in their pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. So pipeline metrics, your stages, how you design your pipeline stages uh, and, and the percentages between the two and how many you lose between, that's super valuable. Um, it sounds like a big chore, but the, the thing with pipeline stages, um, if you ever seen like CRMs all have this, they call it a Kanban board and they've just got a yeah. board where it's like, you know, you move them left to right, right? Everybody kind of yeah, yeah, understands yeah. that Trello. Um, uh -huh. And the key to that is wh whatever your stages are, you want your stages to, base, to be based on evidence, not based on hunch or based on, you know, feeling. So evidence is you could basically read at any time somebody could come in and if they knew your pipeline stages, they could read put somebody back into their proper spot in the pipeline just from evidence in in the st the stages that that person's in. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Yeah. So like uh, engagement percentage is just basically of the total candidates that we've got. Let's say we got 100 candidates, 70% of them engage somehow, right? Whether that be reply to a text or yeah. Um, replied to an email, uh, or, uh, you know, in Conveyor, it would be like engaged in the opportunity video and, and watch that first initial recruiting flow. Right. Yeah. And that would be an engagement showed interest, right. And the next step, it would be showed interest. Uh, you yeah. can steal these if you want, um, would be yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody that replied back, right. Or clicked a poll that said, are you interested? Right. Um, and are you interested in this position after, after learning more about it? The next stage is, um, booked for meeting right? Very simple evidence, right? They have been booked. Yeah. Next one is yes. There's evidence that they said yes to, I want to do this role. And then you know, the last one be signed. And you might have a few in the steps, but the key is to keep them simple. Um, mm -hmm. Keep them as big milestones and let managers figure out the stuff right in between. Don't make it yeah. too detailed, like 95 steps or something. Um, make it pretty simple because all of your middle level managers and stuff can follow that that pipeline and then they can figure out little innovations in between right for sure cool. so yeah well i'm gonna hijack for a second because i know i know that you don't like to always do this because uh the purpose of this podcast is not to plug conveyor on the one hand we want it on people's radar but you do i mean you created conveyor it does track yeah like snapshot it like what do we we track what yeah like we track so we track like who referred whom through through the, uh, a related contact system. So we can build kind of a downline, um, like 40 levels deep. Um, we track, uh, you can set up, you know, fields where you can track the status of, of recruits. And you ha we have that Kanban board look where they can drag and drop them and move cool. them. You can automate the release of, you know, lessons and text messages and emails based on a manager's moving somebody from one, you know, one uh, stage to another, another don't think, just do, you know, just move them to stage, yeah. let everything else happen. Right. And so we do a lot of that. That's, that's what we're trying to do. We help companies recruit, train, retain, and, and, uh, develop more reps. So what we're saying here, you can do all these things without conveyor. We're just trying to put our money where our mouth is in terms of what we develop, um, to match how we see companies, um, you know, succeeding in this area. One other area I would talk about is high level, you know, high level uh, metrics. Okay. And this is more like the VP of sales, C, you know, chief revenue officer type of metrics for recruiting that I don't hear a lot, you know, talk about. And I'd love to have more conversations about this with people. And it really has to do with 
this is especially helpful if you are, um, a, you know, a smaller company, right. And you're thinking about recruiting fast and mm-hmm. what it's, uh, you, money is a thing. It costs money to get yeah. recruits. Just like it costs money for to sure. get, to get new customers for a software product. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the first sure. one is cost to recruit. So in software, we call it, you know, cost of acquisition. Um, yeah. what is your cost to recruit a rep? Uh, and okay. so uh, the way I would calculate this just easy is take a time frame like a quarter or two quarters and add up all of your recruiting expenses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fully loaded, maybe even with some time involved with the, with your time and you know, other teams time, and then divide that by the number of reps that launched in, in, a, in that same time frame. And that kind of mm-hmm. gives you a, just a really rough number in terms of like, okay, this is how much we're spending to recruit a rep and launch them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It, once you do that, you realize how precious they are right yeah and how you're just bleeding these expensive recruits every Mm -hmm. time they churn out of your process right if you don't if you know that number then man you it kind of lights a fire underneath you to to iron this out uh and we've done that before right like i think about the cost to get a customer and then if they were to uh you know i'm out you know like three months later oh it hurts because you realize how much you spend if, if you don't you, you get it. Yeah. Uh, the other one is, yeah. uh, it's called payback period. So real, uh, payback period is this. So, um, how long does it take for you to break even with a recruit in terms of money made? Right. So you could be recruiting like gangbusters and you could have a cash flow problem. This is why most like really high growth SaaS companies have to raise money, not cause they need just, just for the sake of it. But they have to, they have for every dollar of monthly recurring revenue that they want, uh, they have to spend a dollar to get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you want to grow by $500,000 in monthly recurring, you know, or ARR, you're going to spend $500,000 to get it. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's just like kind of like physics at this point. So how you do payback is this. So let's say you spent $10,000 to recruit uh, these, you know, a certain amount of reps. Uh, in a, in a period of time and mm-hmm. you generated $20,000 in revenue on those recruits in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in that year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a year. Well, you do 10,000 divided by 20,000 that gives you 0.5. You multiply by 12, that gives you six months, right? So it only took you six months. You had to double the rate. You doubled your money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but you can have ones where it's like 15.5 months, right? Or 20 months or something like that. And so it's really, really helpful to understand how much you can burn. Like what's your burn rate Mm -hmm. in terms of how much you can pour on the, on the fire. Um, and you might realize like, we are not spending enough. That's one thing that helped us is I realized like, whoa, like our lifetime value of our customers long, our churns really low, like all these numbers make sense. We should be pouring more on the, on the fire, uh, because the numbers, you know, makes sense. Right. Yeah. So, sure. so this is an invitation for people to invest in funnel, invest in systems. Um, if they realize, wow, each recruit is worth this much. Yeah. Our buyback period is only three months for goodness mm-hmm. sakes. Like let's invest heavily into these places to get these reps. Right. Um, for sure. And so that helps. Okay. So the call to action for this episode is to get on to our recruiting tips, get access to our recruiting tips. So, uh, we have it as a texting line, and we're going to send out uh, some cool content and tips when, when they come available uh, via SMS. So the number is 
379-5599. Just text hashtag recruits to that number and you'll get added to uh, the channel. I re really appreciate you breaking these down. They're always learning experiences and I know that people appreciate this and uh, there's a lot of thought and effort put into what it is to recruit, to lead, to train, to re uh, retain. So thanks for your time, Stephen. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Jason. Talk to you soon. <laughs>